Bill's going to preach this morning on Philippians 3, and so I'm going to read verses 10 through 16. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward to what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things, and if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already obtained. Thanks, Chris. You can be seated. The, uh, this morning, I, I very seldom get sick. I, I get sick maybe once a year, and uh, it happens to be this, this weekend. So I'm going to sit, and I'm going to just kind of take it easy. But uh, one of the things that I think is interesting when we look at this verse today, these verses today, those of you that are new here, we have been walking through the book of Philippians, kind of seeing Paul's effects, not only in his writings, but in his life and the works that he's lived out. And then we took a break and we talked about uh, heaven and, uh, and death and the new heaven, the new Jerusalem, and to give us hope. And then we picked up again a couple weeks ago in Philippians. And this passage of Scripture here is quite interesting. It has an awful lot in it. And, and uh, as I said, the first service, normally when I end up getting a message about three months ahead of time, what I'm going to preach on, and, uh, and normally what I do, uh, gurgitate in my mind, I let it kind of come alive. And normally throughout the three months, two months, or whatever it is, uh, there's a shell that gets opened up and the pearl comes out. And it's what I think God is wanting me to share with you. And most all the time, he's wanting me to learn. And uh, I used to do a lot of traveling, a lot of speaking for 40-some years, and never before have I had uh, such practical application as since we took this position here, what, seven years ago? And it's like I have to live it out and experience it before I can bring it to you. So I'm really hoping that Steve, we keep assigning those tough things to Pat, and you and I <laughs> can do that. But what happened when, is this passage is I kept looking and waiting for the, the nut to break open and to see what pearl that God would really have me share with you. And one morning, it was like God impressed on me, and he basically impressed on me, son, this is the pearl. There's no outer shell. This is very clear, it's very simple, that I have done a work for you, I've done a work for all of my children that have responded to my call, and then I want them to learn how to then take hold of the work that I have done. And I realize that uh, this is really a practical, practical message. We're gonna take a couple illustrations today, and uh, I'm gonna let you go early to enjoy the heat and enjoy the sun. 
I, I noticed that when I came in here, there's a little bit of sun back, in, and we were fighting over vitamin D back there, just kind of trying to soak some in there. <clears throat> we are a, a, a deficient vitamin D in this area this year, so we're hoping to do that. But as I looked at the scripture here, and I saw some of the things that, that Chris read here, and he says, not that I have laid hold of it yet. And somehow it talks about us being made perfect and that we haven't laid hold of it, but we keep trying to lay hold of it. And I, I kind of want to break it down and put it into our language as we walk out today. You're going to have a lot of things that take place today. Some of you are going to go to the beach or go to the lake. Some are just going to go back home and enjoy the family. And throughout the entire day, you're going to have opportunities to walk this passage out. And so I, I want to kind of pile it into kind of a little thing for you to understand, and then let's get a couple examples that we lay out here so that you can take with you and look at it. And hopefully that God would let you walk away somehow understanding this. I don't know if you're like me. We've been hearing and hearing and hearing over and over what God accomplished at the cross when he came and he, he paid a debt that we couldn't pay and he poured into us a new spirit that was made after the holiness and the righteousness of God. And then he says, and then you're perfected in love. I have filled you with the fruits of the spirit so that all of us that have responded to Jesus' call in our life, we're filled with love, joy, peace, patience and goodness and kindness and gentleness and self-control. Do you ever wonder if that's really true, why in the world sometimes the way we live? I mean, I, I sit there and think, well, if this is all true, how come, I, how come I didn't live those out today in many different ways? And so you're thinking, there seems to be a dichotomy here that yet I've gotten all that God went after. We are perfected in his love. We are made after the holiness of God. You can't get any holier than that. And yet day by day, I make decisions that don't reflect that. <laughs> and so what we're going to look at today is what happens? What happens that, that somehow blocks that image? What happens where that doesn't take place. And, and in the midst of all this, uh, we are trying to do what we can up here to point you to the Word of God yourself so that you can feed and nourish off the Word of God. I have nine grandchildren, a tenth on the way, and uh, I have never noticed as much as I did with my own children that all of my grandchildren seem to go through this phase where they decide that sweets are the best thing on the planet and they don't want to eat anything else. But it's not just amazing to watch my grandchildren, it's amazing to watch the parents and the grandparents and now the great-grandparents of how clever we try to package food to get them to eat. Uh, I, I found myself the other day saying, Finn, Finn, do you want some uh, candy meat? And I mean, it was, we were all trying and making jabs of how we could get him. How about that cheese curls? How about cheese curls potatoes? You know, just anything that would open his eyes to get him to eat. And it dawned on me that I think sometimes we do that with you. Your sweets are coming here into having a little church service and hearing some music and hearing some words. But it really doesn't nourish you. It, it, it adds some flavor to the Christian life. But what we want to do is we want to package something to get you 
into the, the meat, the, the, the stuff that brings nourishment and maturity into your life. And that's to somehow go back and look at the Word of God for yourself and find out the power that takes place in the Word of God. And so as we look here today, we're going to look especially at verses 12 through 16. It says, not that I have already obtained it uh, or have already become perfect. Now, wait a minute. I thought you just said in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14, that we have attained it. We have become perfect. What is he saying? Which, which is it? Have we obtained it or have we not attained it? And what you're going to see here is that what has happened to your spirit, the real you, the identity that God has transformed you, it is done. It is complete. There's nothing you can add or take away from that. You can't go to the cross. But what it says when we haven't attained it is somehow I'm not consistently living it out in a pattern that reflects what has already been done inside. And he goes on and says, I haven't wait, already become perfect, but I press on in order that I may lay hold of that which also was laid hold of by Christ for me. Brethren, I do not regard myself as laying hold of it yet, but one thing I do, I'm going to forget what lies behind and reach forward to what lies ahead. I'm going to press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as are perfect, so we're back and forth with this, something's happened in your life that you're perfect, uh, but somehow we're not living it out that way. So what I'm going to try to do is do a couple illustrations here and show you some scriptures and then walk, walk us through how does this work out in a daily life. And in front of you, you have a blue sheet of paper if you've got a bulletin. And in that bulletin, it's going to have two lists there. And I did that for you to bring home. The first list is a list of man's way. Man's way usually works that, like this. Something happens in your emotions, inside your gut, inside your emotions, or sometimes even in your mind, in your intellect, something happens. And because you feel so strongly for, towards something, you assume it's true right off the bat. And therefore, because you feel it's true, then it bumps against your soul, which is your will or your actions, and you will act out of what that emotion says. And in doing so, you become a visible expression of man walking in his own natural flesh and reflecting his own soul, which is sometimes our emotions. And they're strong. And if you think you are going to act different than that, you feel like a hypocrite because you say, I really don't feel like that. And that's what Satan wants you to believe is you're a hypocrite if you don't act how you feel. But that's a lie. That is a lie. We're going to find out that the true definition of a hypocrite is acting different than what's true. And so normally I, I pray for examples. And today I was walking over here and I was walking from our house <clears throat> uh, quite tired from this uh, whatever I got and I'm walking over and I get at the store the country store over here at Johnson Siding and I look down and somebody has lost their trash and it's kind of blowing around out there my feeler says you ain't got the energy to even bend down so you might as well go on somebody else is going to get it and normally I would always pick it up, and so I, I reason to myself, and I think, you're right. 90% of the time I do it, but I just, I need a break today. 
So I don't know that that's something that I really am going to do. And about two steps later, the Spirit of God, which had, came inside me when I received Jesus Christ, says it, it married in, it united itself with my spirit, and they that have the Spirit of God has, or they that have Christ has a Spirit of God, and my spirit and God's spirit knit together. And the Holy Spirit says, then God says, when I do that, when I place the Spirit of God inside you, I will now start writing my way, writing my ways upon your heart and writing them on the forefront of your mind. You will begin to hear my ways written on my heart. So about two steps later, a verse comes to my mind, and it says, Bill, whenever it's within your ability to do good, do so. It hit at me that the owners of the store, Chris and Pat, uh, they, their son got married last night to a dear friend of ours, and the wedding, I'm sure, went way into the night. And, uh, and I know they were bushed and they were tired. And so before I could put the next foot down, even though my feeler said, you don't have the energy to do it, my mind said, the Word of God just came alive in your spirit and has united, it has ignited, it has powerfied your spirit. So therefore, pick up the paper let's pick up the paper and so therefore I could respond to have the energy to pick up the trash and put it in the garbage does that make sense now that one I did successfully but the first service as you'll notice the Sun has moved over to here the first service, the sun was sitting right there, and I, I wanted all the vitamin D I could get, and I was just kind of trying to suck it in. And while I was sucking it in, I noticed something was flashing all around this wall here, and it was just this bright, like a mirror flash, and it dawned on me, I held the power to this flash. <clears throat> Tom Haggerty grew up with me, and he was always pulling jokes on me all the time. And when we decided we would do scuba diving, he comes over the top of me in our training and he turns my air off. Now, a lot of you think this is funny. This is, this is not funny. This is warped. You can, you can die or give brain damage from that. And I think that's possibly what happened. And he's laughing. So it dawns on me, he's up here singing and I can control this. And so... The rest of the people are seeing bright lights in his eyes the whole time, and I'm just sitting here doing this. <clears throat> now, now, I shared the first service that that was me giving in to my emotions. I have news for most of you, and Tom, I have news for you. Two or three people, one guy that first visited our church, came here from Colorado, and he says, I have to tell you, the illustration that you shared with that uh, thing caught my attention, and it was a great illustration. So I think I was walking in the Spirit. <laughs> so, but that time I gave in to my emotions. I want to get something a little more personal that hits all of us every day and how this really works. That, so you can see what does it mean and what does this scripture mean that even though we are, we are made perfect, that we have not laid hold of it yet. We're not experiencing it fully to where and who we really are. But how we can improve that and how we can become more and more like who God has already accomplished. And that's why I think he, he's saying this, and you'll see through the rest of Philippians, we have the ability to not sin. 
It doesn't mean we won't, but we have the ability now to not sin. We can actually do this. We can let grab hold of something that's already been done. And the, the most powerful illustration that comes to me is the fact that you and I as human beings live with other human beings, and because we live with other human beings, we are going to be hurt by people all the time. We live in a fallen world, and the people that I love the dearest still hurt me. And I may wake up in the morning, and I may uh, I don't, just have an expectation from my wife. It doesn't matter what it is. And, and she may let me down. And in letting me down, my emotions are going to start working with inside of me. And it, it starts with inside of me. And the emotions are inside of me are triggering to my mind that just don't even talk to her. When she asks you a question, just be real short. Don't you just feel like that's what she deserves if she's not going to be uh, paying attention to you and kind to you? And my emotions start to feel that. And they will go ahead and my mind will say, yeah, if I talk to her, I'll be a hypocrite because I feel like I shouldn't talk to her. So I'm just going to get cold. And so you can choose not to talk to her or you can choose just to return an insult instead of a blessing. Now, the way that you and I were designed if we have received Jesus Christ into our life is the Holy Spirit has came inside this person up here. My spirit was renewed into a new spirit, brand new spirit. The Holy Spirit and my spirit basically intercourse. They come together as one, and they, they bind together. And then the Holy Spirit says, I will write on your heart and write on the tablets of your mind what is true. So if Nancy does something that might offend me or whatever like that, the Spirit of God moves inside and says, you have been perfected in love. And Bill, you have been perfected in extending my forgiveness. And so my mind says, because the Word of God says that, because I have a new creation made after the holiness of God, because God has already poured within me all the ability, then my will can choose to act loving towards her. And I can say, now... I'm going to go ahead and be an extension, God, of your forgiveness to this woman that you have gave me. And in light of forgiving her, how in the world do you want to live through me to return a blessing for her instead of an insult? And therefore, then I can live it out how it's supposed to look. Does that make sense? The scriptures are very clear. It says if you will do these things, then you'll know the next things, whether they're from God or man. They get to be a little bit easier. Now, I should say this, they're easier to identify. They're really never easy. When you're hurt, it just hurts. When somebody does something that, that damages your reputation and it's uncalled for, it just, you don't have to walk around going, PTL, PTL, this is cool. <clears throat> it hurts. It just like a knife sticking inside you. And it always hurts. It's not easy but because of the way that you and I were designed, you and I, if you have received Christ, we have all the resources within us right now to live this life and give an external reflection of the very image and life of Christ where people will look at you and basically be drawn to Christ because of you. No longer, it says, written on tablets of stones, but now written on other human hearts. May the love of God and the presence of God be manifest through us. 
What draws people to this church, I promise you, is not going to be, uh, you know, the, or all the buildings and all the stuff and sometimes the music and stuff like that. What draws people to stay here is that people somehow see, sense, smell the, the life of Christ coming out of us towards them. And really, when you think about it, uh, th this has happened in my life when I started, it dawned on me and I started going back and looking at who are the people that had the greatest impact on my life that really from the day that I came to faith or even before that, that literally impacted my life in ways. Do you know what? Not hardly any of them were people that were giving me theolo theology and theological answers. They were people that knew how to love. They knew how to take and embrace and, and take in and suck in the love of God in such a way that it began to overflow onto people. And you just wanted to be around them. And so in, in light of this, when it talks about the scripture of taking hold of this thing that has already been accomplished, that Christ got what he went after at the cross and he made you and I perfect, how do we take hold of that? And can we put that diagram? I don't know if this diagram will make sense to you or not. But the blue part of the diagram is, is the spirit of where you are. Your spirit made brand new in there, inhabited by the Holy Spirit that now comes back inside man when you become a believer. Now, if you are not a believer, the Holy Spirit no longer dwells there. The Holy Spirit is outside man. That's why the word says born again or a new birth. The spirit comes inside, God now inhabiting man the way that man was designed to live. Man inhabited by God, housed inside God, now ignites your spirit and your spirit comes alive and you're made a brand new creation. That's really who you are. The body and the soul, the body's changing completely and the soul's gonna be renewed, but who you are is in that spirit. And then the word of God begins to illuminate somehow. It just comes alive in many, many different ways it does this. And your spirit and the Holy Spirit say, ah, that's of God. Because the word of God tells me that I'm supposed to extend forgiveness. Never return insult for insult. Never. Philippians, or, or 2 Peter 2 says that, so what if you're treated falsely or terribly for doing what is right. If you'll, even if that happens, you're going to find favor with God. For Christ left you this example. He didn't do anything wrong, and yet when people were treating him terribly, he basically did not rebuke back. He just kept entrusting himself to God. That verse comes to your heart. Your spirit then is united with God's spirit, and it goes to the mind, and the, that arrow coming down from the Holy Spirit, and the mind gathers, connects, and says, that's of God. Therefore, because that's of God, I can command my will, which controls my body, to reach down and pick up paper. And my body has to respond to my will. It doesn't have to feel like it. I promise you, if, if I've really been hurt by my wife or she's done something, and by the way, I'm so, sounding like she hurts me a lot. She, she's a great gal. Okay. <clears throat> I can even get bothered by her having a bad back and it bothers me. And then I feel bad about being bothered by their bad back. Let's go do something fun. I can't. <clears throat> okay. The Holy Spirit tells me, to. why don't you go over there and why don't you just go ahead and rub her shoulders? Why don't you go over here and just brush her hair? And your feeler might be saying, nope, not going to do it today. 
carpal tunnel's acting up. Okay, so I'm going to do it. And you can go ahead and say, wait a minute. The Spirit of God said don't return an insult for an insult, but a blessing instead. I'm going to choose then to use your body. Would you give permission for me to live through your body? And I'm going to go over and I'm going to go ahead. The moment I give permission, I can command my body. My body then will do whatever I command it to do. It walks over there. It still might be going like this on the outside. But the inside, I walk over and I massage your shoulders. And I'm now giving a living outer expression of who I really am inside. I'm made after the image of God, perfected in love, quick to forgive, slow to, to speak, quick to hear, and I can give her a massage, and therefore now I begin to extend what this verse is talking about. I'm now starting to take hold of that which was already done in my life. I've been made perfect. Does that make sense to you? Okay. So I want you today, as you go out today, you're going to have a lot of different things. I just wanted you to see what goes on inside you. Satan would love to keep you deceived and thinking that your emotions are your boss. They're not your boss. They sure ring loud and they're sure hard and they're sure difficult at times. But they're not your authority. You younger people that are in here, I have word for you that'll absolutely save a lot of your life that you don't have to respond and submit and act to how you feel. Your feeler will lie to you. It'll tell you the truth. It'll give you partial truth, partial lies. You basically can go ahead and say, you know what? I do not have to submit to that authority. My body has been yielded to the Spirit of God. I can submit to the Word of God, and now I can begin to let the Holy Spirit act out of me by the power that dwells within me. And you can live this out. It says, no longer looking to what lies behind for it's not by wisdom that we look at those former days. But looking at the, the call, the, the goal of the upward call, which is that we are going to someday be together with Christ. When you do this properly, the, 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 this is so amazing. When you do this properly, somehow the fruits of the Spirit begin to be expressed more like joy and peace. When I'm rubbing my wife's shoulders about halfway through, my feeler's kind of looking over at me, and it doesn't want to join me yet, but it's looking at me and looking at me, finally gets a little closer, a little closer. All of a sudden, it joins me, and I start to have an overwhelming peace and joy by just rubbing her shoulders. And then it, then it makes me hear the next thing that God is asking me to do, and pretty soon, you and I become living examples of no longer written on tablets of stone but on human hearts of the life of Christ being lived out and grabbing hold and taking hold of that which was already be accomplished. Would you pray with me? Father, I know that as Paul wrote these things, I, even Peter when he talked about Paul writing these, he said, the things of Paul are just hard to understand. And I think sometimes we get too uh, complex. We make things too difficult. But we do know, Father, that you have already accomplished everything that you've asked us that we would do. And I pray that everybody here today, at least in some way, would walk out of here in living out today would be energized by the fact that they can take hold of something that you already accomplished. And Father, if there are people in here that are saying, I just don't even have that kind of power because they've never received you, Jesus, as their gift, I pray that today would be the day that they would open up and say, 
I open my life and my heart that Christ, that you might come in and inhabit this person, this body, and inhabit me. And that I might be an outward expression of your love. And that today we would not just walk away with empty words, but they would become alive to us. And it's with boldness we ask you this, knowing that you will accomplish it, because Jesus said you would. Amen. Amen.